Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to Geeks and Marriage with Alex and Maggie, Woo! the greatest married couple in the world. And uh, that's not an opinion, that is a true fact. I mean, apart from Emily Blunt and Krasinski. Just saying. Okay. So, this episode, we're going to be talking about a little trip that we took mm-hmm. down to London. Mm-hmm. Maggie, do you like to tell the people? So, 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 so. About a m- that was an echo. Uh, you know. <laughs> so, so. About a month and a half ago, Alex surprised me with tickets to Harry Potter Studio Tour, which is down in London, um, which from us is about four and a half hours, Mm. five hours of driving without any breaks. Um, And we thought, hey, this is awesome. And we decided to plan like a weekend around it where we visited friends as well. But the main thing was the studio tour, which I didn't know what to expect from. Um, like I thought, you know, it's just a money grabbing thing, and yes, it is. I mean, obviously, it's Harry Potter, but it's huge. Like, there's so much that you find out in that place; it's ridiculous. So we took a trip down on the Saturday. We visited some friends halfway, so at least we broke it up a little bit. The trip, because otherwise, I don't think I would have done it. You would have died Uh because I can't drive because I'm useless. So, I mean, I wouldn't say you're useless. Um. And for those of you who, oh my god, I entirely blanked out about what I wanted to say. Good effort. It was going to be something clever, actually. Sure. I was going to say that. Now she says it, because she has a convenient excuse. So, and we knew that Alex told me that he pre-ordered some butterbeer for us. And and butterbeer ice cream. Butterbeer ice cream. And we got some commemorative guides and stuff like that, and all that cheers. So that's really fun as well. Plus a wad. Plus a wand, which wasn't included in the ticket price, but I mean, you don't go down to Harry Potter World and not get a wand. Plus a platform nine and three quarters ticket, plus oh, so nice. a Ravenclaw keyring. Uh-huh. Maggie bleeds blue. Yeah, I do. I do. I am a Ravenclaw through and through. And I wasn't like the that's, funny thing that's is that's a good rhyme for the house right there. I'm just going to throw that out there. I bleed blue and Ravenclaw through and through. Come on! Now. I didn't even realize I rhymed. Come on now. No, I did. Well, we both did. Right. Um. And. <laughs> And I actually didn't ever have like a very strong association with the house from reading the books. Um, I never really like, you know, you always knew about Gryffindor and Slytherin. You didn't really think about the other houses. And the first time I got a real association with the house was when Pottermore launched, uh. and I was one of the B teams because I was really into Harry Potter, you know, back then. So I got like onto the like platform back when they decided to have usernames and stuff. Like that was that was the thing. I was. Like, I was dragging something. Dragon Phoenix 160 or something like that. Um, that was back when, like, usernames were a thing. Like, random usernames. Um, and you got one assigned, I think. I don't mm. think you got to choose one. And you, as part of that, did the sorting thing. Sorting hat, sorting hat thing. Um, and actually, back then, when they launched it, you got to actually go through the story. So you actually did the kind of interactions of the story rather than it just being a portal where you just mm. take a lot of quizzes. So that changed quite a lot. I didn't realize that it had changed that much. But anyway, so that's when I took the quiz and I came out as Ravenclaw, which I was like, oh, fuck. Well, I'm not Gryffindor or Slytherin, so that sucks. Ha. And then I read through the like full profile of what a Ravenclaw is 
And I could see myself so much in that profile. And that's when I became like really obsessed with being Ravenclaw. Which, you know, again, I didn't have that from the books. That was that was purely through Potter. Yeah. And then it's always annoying when you go to like shops and they don't have <laughs> And I think that's probably why it's I'm all a Ravenclaw. About that as Gryffindor. Well. Yeah, it's probably why I'm a Ravenclaw as well, because like, my name is never on any hearings or anything like that in commemorative shops and all of that. So that makes sense as well. But, so, road trip was fun. We stopped at service stations all the time, which, again, great fun. I remember when I was a kid, that was my favorite part of any road trip, was stopping at the service stations. I am very, very boring as a person. Um, and But, you know, we got to the studio... There was so much parking and there were even like traffic cones that were shaped like the sorting hat. Like, come on. <laughs> that is dedication to like having the most merch you could possibly have in one place. Like, yeah. That is theme dedication right there to having traffic cones that are like little spirally so they look like the sorting hat. Like that is, you know. Hats out. The hats off to them. That, that was pretty cool. Nice. Um, and as part of that, you then got to go in. They did the whole metal detector tests and all of that. So you weren't bringing anything bad in. We did also get digital guides, but we never actually used them. And I'm wondering whether maybe we missed out on something by not using them. But I mean, we just thought, well, there's loads of um, there's loads of the exhibits there. They all have mm. little descriptions by them. What else could we possibly learn here? But the first thing that you go into is like a little bit of a film and that kind of tells you about why that exists. The studio tour exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I liked because it was, it said it as even though the three stars of it were talking about, which is Emma Watson, Rupert Grint and Daniel Radcliffe were the ones talking about the studio tour. The thing that they were really emphasizing was the fact that the studio tour was in honor of the people who are behind the scenes on doing mm. that work, mm. on the people who created that world. And I really, really liked that emphasis. Yeah, it that nice. it wasn't about, you know, come and see, you know, more Harry Potter stuff like that you were no and it just uh, it was it was a nicer feel I felt like because then it set the tone of you're walking in here to see the hard work of the yeah, people yeah. who worked for months and years to create a space that was because, I mean, if you Magical. think about it, the actors kind of have one of the easiest jobs, really, when it comes to all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, they have a very small mm. side of it when you compare it to the filmmaking as a whole. Yeah, and also when you think about it, you know... They go on, the set's already there, everything's yeah. already set up for them. And also, They do their things, speak their lines, and that's yeah. it. Yeah, and also when you think about it, actually, Harry Potter had a lot more work done to it, mainly because they were working with child actors yeah, yeah, who yeah. need a lot more of a set. They can't work as much in front of a yeah. green screen because they're, I guess... Like, they have not, to have some kind of yeah, guidance. Yeah. yeah, and I guess they literally created the world for them. Like, they created the place for them. Yeah. Um, and that was pretty... That was pretty magical. Yeah. Um, and so the first thing that you got into... By the way, if you're planning to go to this place, I don't think I'm going to necessarily spoil it I mean, in there's any way. nothing necessarily spoilerful no. that you can say about it. Everything you see... 99% of the stuff you see in the films, you're going to see here. Basically. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's the way that it's presented. It can mm. be a little bit spoilery. But I'll try not to like say anything like that but anyway the first like when you when you come in you come into like one of the main spaces and it's like the way that it's revealed is absolutely beautiful and kind of like oh just oh 
Wasn't it just... But you have to admit, like, Alex is not a Harry Potter lover, and that's fine. Like, we, we make it work. But, Barely. <laughs> but you have to admit, when that happened, that moment at the start, wasn't that absolutely magical? Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it was It was phenomenal. Like, the way they did it was really good. But, yeah. Um, I can respect it all from the technical standpoint. Yes, absolutely. From the filmmaking standpoint, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because it, it does it does give you such an insight into just the sheer amount of effort mm. that went into everything. And the fact that it still all exists. Like, some of the things that were in there were recreations from the set. Yeah. So they weren't the actual original set, but a lot of it was the original set, um, which was just mwah, beautiful, beautiful. Um, and, like, my favorite part was probably the... In terms of something that I didn't think I would get to see was the animatronics of the animals. Yeah. So any kind of non-human creatures, any human creatures, like, for example, Hagrid, how they that oh made that God, happen and terrible. all of that. was terrifying. Terrifying. Um, but, like, the animals, the way that they made the movements, you would think that it was all just CGI, but actually it was, like, an actual built, like, creature that yeah. they used, which was pretty amazing. That They just controlled through animatronics, but, like, the, the detail of each, like minuscule movement was there yeah like, obviously it impressive. was you know improved and made slightly better through cgi but the base of it all was like Buckbeak was a yeah. giant animatronic the spiders yeah. were a giant animatronic yeah. the um the book that tried to eat I think yeah was, the, like, monster, the first book episode monsters. or something that was the because it was in the forbidden library or whatever it was and no 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 no, no. that book was. was the um hagrid's book that he he made the compulsory book when he was teaching and that was in the third book. Anyway, um, and that was an animatronic. Yeah. And it's just, there's so much crazy stuff that needs to happen. Yeah. Um, so it was fascinating to see from that standpoint. Yeah, that, absolutely. And the thing I always say about it is that the effort that's put in by the props department. Oh, like, yeah. My God. My God. The portions class, for example. Like, when you look in the films at the portions class and you see just a raid, there are huge bottles mm. everywhere lining all the walls and it's filled they're all filled with different in- mm-hmm. different looking ingredients mm-hmm. and they all have labels on them and in the film you see them for under 10 minutes probably yeah. collectively through yeah. the through all the films you never see what's written on the labels you no. never see what's in the jars apart from the ones that they pick out to teach the class with that kind of thing but each and every single one of those was an actual prop. Yeah, made like the by entire someone. potions classroom was there. Yeah, and that like is they, amazing. They, some it was a group of people's job to mm-hmm. find various plants and powders and ingredients and things to keep in these jars, and then make the labels, and then find the jars, and then cork the jars, and then make the jars look battered and weathered and used. And it's insane. It is insane. And if you think about, you know, the fact that they were creating this to be for, you know, years to come. Like, there were, you know, they made nine films? Mm-hmm. Eight films? Seven books, eight films. Yeah, eight films. They made eight films from, with these things. And it's like, that is so much. And like, like Alex says, like, so many of those things you don't see for more than a second. Yeah. And yet it exists. Someone, it was someone's job to do it. And it, it, like you know, the thing is that is so much love that's put into that, um, that piece of prop and that that magical belief. It's kind of like it's the whole thing of like, you know, these people worked so that you could have that experience without 
being hindered by anything in your view. Like, you yeah. know, when you watch that film, there's nothing that's out of place. Like, yeah. I know that I have heard that in Dumbledore's study, which, of course, was there as well, that's that right. all the big books are just encyclopedias that have, like, leather Different covers, covers on, them. on them. But at the same time, they still have to make those covers. That's the thing, yeah. It was still someone's job to find those yeah. encyclopedias and put the covers on yeah. them and stuff. It was just amazing. It was that... Oh, there was that um, from... Oh, yeah, it was from the third book, I think, as well, or fourth book, or fourth film, which was when Harry was in the big clock tower, and there's that big clock that swings. Mm. That was a real thing? Yeah. That was there? That was a thing. Like, that was insane. So many of those, I didn't think they were actual objects. Like, I didn't think they actually created them for that purpose, but mm. they did. Like, that is insane. And it's, I just love the fact that it was, like, Top and Tailand was about the 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 crew it wasn't about the actors it wasn't about the franchise it was about the effort that these people went to to create this world mm. and that was really to me that's what stood out because it it kind of gave it so much more of a i don't know not a human side to the films but you know what i mean it like it did, did it, yeah like it, it kind made of it made it that much more real yeah yeah i did cry at one point which is that giant ass skill model of my dick. <laughs> I just feel like I don't want to spoil it for people. If somebody does end up going there, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to be the person who ruins that moment when you walk in. Well, that's when Maggie cried. That's when I cried. Um, all the way at the end, there was also um, a really big tribute to everybody who worked on those films. So that is also nice. But it just, yeah, it was. It was more than I expected, actually. It was. Not nearly as commercial. Like, yes, you had the shops in every corner, obviously. Naturally. But it was less commercial than I expected yeah, it to be. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was more about the educational side of this is how they make things happen. They had the cupboard under the stairs. This is a little set when you yeah. walk in straight away. Like, it, that place was just living and breathing Harry Potter. And you could tell that the people who work there love their jobs. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, the girls who were doing the introductions and stuff, they just love their jobs. Yeah. Obviously. Um,. And yeah, and Butterbeer was not as sweet as I was expecting it it's to be. It's awful. I loved it. It's straight up weird. No, I liked it. I was expecting it to basically be like a syrupy milkshake thing, and it's not, which is nice. It's fizzy and flat at the same time, but it's like fizzy with cream. Oh, God. It's, it was great. It's awful. It was great. It's awful. The Butterbeer ice cream was too much for me. That was like thick cream. That was proper nice ice cream. It was nice it ice cream. It was a lot for was, one yeah. portion. Yeah. They didn't. They, yeah, lot, they surprisingly didn't, they? didn't skimp out on the ice cream. No, they didn't. They skimped they didn't out a little skip bit on, on the butterbeer. Well, you think? actually, actually, now that I think about it, that was a decent sized drink. Remember those bubbles in the butterbeer? Oh, that was so cool. It was so weird, though. That was so cool. Because it's like the fizz coming. Because it's like you have the main butterbeer, and then there's like a layer of kind of cream or whatever mm. on top. Um, and then obviously you have the fizz and the bubbles coming up from the butterbeer mm. through the cream, and it makes the cream like bubble. Oh, so cool. So it looks, obviously it's, you know, foam effect. It yeah. makes, makes it look like foam. And it looks so goddamn weird. But it looks so, so cool, cool at the same time. so weird. Yeah, yeah. And like, they had the night bus there. They did. The they actual drive. Actual night bus. And like, there were three houses of Privet Drive, drive yeah. were there. Like, I, th- I know that they shot Privet Drive at a real house though. They did, because it's Because that was up recently. for sale recently, yeah. But they did have a secondary set that was on there. And that was pretty cool as well. And also, oh, from the car, the um, oh, yeah. Ford Anglia, they had like the car there that you could sit in and, and the Hagrid's. seat 
bike. In Hagrid's bike. And the seat from the Fort Anglia, though, had, um, like, the the passenger seat swiveled outwards, the seat. Uh. So, obviously, that was for when they needed to shoot the scenes where he's hanging out. He's actually sitting very firmly because the seat swivels out. That was pretty cool, I thought, as well. That was a bit of movie magic right there. The Whomping Willow was an animatronic. At least part <gasps> of it was. Yeah. With the car as well. Yeah. That was raised, that obviously, bit. on a on a platform. And then you had this massive branch of the Whomping Willow that was... And you Hitting. saw the effect of it sort of coming down on the mm-hmm. back of the car and smashing that it. Was cool that was well. cool as well. That was cool. And they had... I, I didn't do the flying thing. You did Like flying no. the, on the broomstick thing. Um, mainly because I know like it was all green screen, so then you would have to pay to actually yeah. get the full effect. And I thought, well, that's a bit pointless, mm. considering that you're just sitting on a broomstick. I mean, it would have been cool, but like, mm, I just thought, nah. You'll regret it forever. Yeah, well, <laughs> I might go back at some point. Oh, God, I'm sorry. Appreciated all over again. No? There we go. I mean, you can, just out with me. Yeah, that's true. Awesome. Um, and yeah. So that was Harry Potter Studio Tour. It was pretty cool. Yeah. It was worth the drive down and up in one day. Two days, technically. It was worth it. You would know. You were the one who's driving. Yeah. I just kept you company. Yeah. You didn't fall asleep, to be fair. I gave you props for that. I nearly did. I'm not Several surprised. Times. I would have I would have fallen asleep if I was the passenger. Yeah. It was just, yeah. You'd be allowed to. Yeah. To be fair, you know. We were stopping every hour and a half yeah, on the way back the up way because back, um, it wasn't worth me feeling tired at any point late. on my journey. It was, yeah. It was well, it was quite yeah. late. We got home at about midnight. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth the stress. Also because like when it gets dark, I don't like personally driving in the dark. Mm. Especially at high speeds like, you know, seventy mile an hour. Which M1. isn't which isn't a high speed necessarily, but at the same time it's still going faster than thirty mile an hour, which could be scary, you know, so Yeah. It was awesome. So there you go. Even if you don't like Harry Potter, you might appreciate this place because it was actually pretty cool. I mean, go if you don't like Harry Potter, try to go with someone who does. Yeah. Because it makes it it that much more better. Yeah. Um, If you do love it, obviously go. Um, If you're interested in the technical side of it, go. Yeah. Like, it was quite fascinating, Mm -hmm. I must say. Mm -hmm. All the effort that had gone into it. Mm -hmm. But that's like... That goes into every film. And it just I know. Blows my mind. I know. Well, most films are. Yeah. A lot of films recently, I feel like, do that less and less. I feel like they it's rely just, on CGI a lot to more. CGI it. Yeah, it's cheaper. Yeah. Sorry, I need to add Forbidden Forest. You could actually walk through part of the Forbidden Forest in there. Just That's saying. Buckbeak. Buckbeak is in there. Yeah. Of the spiders. It's about to Buckbeak. I didn't really get him to fully bow, which was kind of sad, but you know. You let everyone. In your house down. I did. I'm sorry, Ravenclaws. <laughs> what are you doing? What, what house what you am I? Of? Hufflepuff. Oh, God, I couldn't remember the name. Call some Hufflepuff. The worst house ever. No, don't say that. It's 100%. I told you you'd be a Hufflepuff. It's the worst house ever. No, it's not. It's not the worst house ever. She said being in Ravenclaw over there, fucking celebrity status. And I'm not a Gryffindor or a Slytherin. Here's me just sat here in Hufflepuff. With a badger. You've got Badgers are vicious. You've got Gryffindor. You've got Slytherin. You've got Ravenclaw. Ah, oh, Hufflepuff, yeah, why not? I don't know. I think I think Hufflepuff suits you so well. 
Of course you do. Cedric Diggory was from Hufflepuff, okay? And he was a tool. I'm glad he died. <gasps> yeah, I said it. Yeah, I didn't have an emotional attachment yeah, to him. I, I cried when Dumbledore realize. died. Not well, when obviously, Cedric died. Everyone cried when Dumbledore died. Oh my god, I Apart cried so me, much. I, didn't really I cried so much. I read the book and I got it... I think I got it a day early or something like that. Um, and my mom came home and I was crying. And she was like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I was like, Dumbledore died! She's like, seriously? You're crying over a book? Get over it. I'm like, ah! So I was pretty dramatic about it. You? No. <laughs> Shut up. Getting emotionally invested in a book. Never. I was saying, I don't do that. Exactly. <laughs> like, you of all people. <laughs> oh, man. It takes David Gemmell to break me, and that's it. I'm mm. done. Like, mm. when mm. Drust dies. Oh, my God. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Moment of silence. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> We're good. I'm glad we so, had yeah. That. <clears throat> so, that was pretty fun. Thank you very much, sweetheart, for buying you me the tickets. You are welcome. I will expect something in return. Some kind of gift. I know, like, the problem kidding, is that the franchises <laughs> you like don't have any places like that. Yeah, I know. Because there aren't many franchises that have that level of, like... Commitment. Or yeah, fan base. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Because I'm thinking, like, Star Wars could totally do it. But obviously, it's like, there's, like, rides in Disneyland in America. Oh, which doesn't think help. It's a Disney franchise. Yeah. It? So, like, they'll never have a separate thing no, for it no actually that that's 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 quite true actually that harry potter never actually joined one of those big 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 franchises it was kind of always a franchise well, on it's, its, own. it's part of obviously warner brothers warner it. brothers yeah yeah and they're yeah. obviously the main yeah they're a very hard hitter when it comes to films but at least warner brothers never did i think they used to have like a park somewhere but they never yeah, like tried so. to because the problem with disney is obviously they concentrated all in america mm. which is kind of shitty like yeah. there's a disneyland paris but disneyland paris doesn't get nearly the level uh, of attention that the american ones do which is kind of shitty yeah it is because it's a worldwide franchise they could they could make it work everywhere i've always hated disney you know this i know for yeah. the company that they are mm. and what they do i've always hated them mm. I still watch the films because I have no other choice. Yeah. Like, well, at least Harry Potter are proud of the fact that they're British. That's true. why they have like a big thing here. It's probably the only thing that's keeping our economy going right now. Yeah. 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 We're a Harry Potter-based economy. Mm. We've moved away from service now. That's why people know Durham and Durham Cathedral because of Harry Potter. It sounds sad, but it's true. Actually, now that I realize it, Avengers shot near Durham Cathedral, didn't they? No, it was... Um, it was Durham Cathedral. No, it wasn't Avengers. It was the second Thor film, I think. What was it? And obviously that episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm positive that was... Wasn't it? Because I thought Robert Downey Jr. and everything were here, weren't they? Might be worth looking at. Because I'm just realizing, I'm like, I don't remember seeing it in the films. But anyway. Because actually I went to a talk... Day before day. Oh, did did the Avengers shoot on Grey Street? No, that was Transformers. That was Transformers. Um, but um, I was going to say that, you know, there's quite a few... Ah, oh, see, Durham Cathedral doesn't even feature in the new Avengers Infinity, Infinity War. War. So yeah. they did shoot there, but they cut it out. Oh, I thought they'd use it for something else as well. Never mind. But yeah. So the, the a lot of the areas around here are used for that. So again, it would make sense if yeah, they actually yeah, yeah. used some of, the, some of the footage. I mean, obviously, Avengers included the Edinburgh train station, mm. which was very distinct. Oh, that's right. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. That was very distinct in the film. In the Edinburgh streets. But yeah. So, thank you, Harry Potter Studio Tour, for staying in England and not, you know. It's because, to be fair. Not capitalising. They use the recording studios. Yeah. And they were all obviously based in England. Yeah. So... It wouldn't surprise me if it was in a different country, but I think one of the main reasons stayed in this country is because it was filmed here. Yeah. I guess, I mean, obviously, the Universal Studios Park in Florida does have a Harry Potter section. It does, yeah. But, yeah. There aren't many other places. I'm thinking of, like, franchises you like, but there's not many. Uh, Like, Blizzard, obviously, BlizzCon is the only place, but, again, is Anaheim. Um... Star Wars doesn't really have anything apart from... There's a few minor conventions and things like yeah. that in this country, but it's nothing major. It is a shame. Because I feel like there's a few franchises that you could do it with, where you would have like a big Especially space Doctor where people go... Doctor Who! There's that, that was a fan Ooh, experience. There's a fan experience in Cardiff. True. But they were shutting that down anyway, because it wasn't actually made officially by BBC or somebody like that, which is a bit of a shame. Because you could totally capitalise on that. I don't think BBC will let it happen if they if they don't get a hefty cut or anything though. Well, but why don't they, BBC do it themselves? That's what I mean. It uh, who knows? Mm. Maybe it doesn't have enough of a stable fan base. Maybe, maybe. So they don't want to do it themselves, but they also don't want to let anyone else do it yeah, in case it does do well yeah. and they can't claim credit. I recently showed somebody that um that Stage Nine project oh, yeah, Star Trek, yeah, yeah. and they were like, "Oh my god, I can't believe this got cut." I'm like, "I know, I don't know. It's a shame. It is a shame." I think more I think more franchises should make use of a fan base in that way in terms of showing the back behind the scenes of it. A lot of people see it as profiteering though. That's the thing. Well, yeah, but if you set there'll, the there'll be, of I guarantee there'll be a large amount of Harry Potter fans who will refuse to do the studio tour because they find it's just naked profiteering. Yeah. Which I mean, you know, I would have probably been in that camp, but actually now that we've gone. That's the thing, it like it might be, but at least mm. they're putting some effort into it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Toffee. Who knows? But it was great. Mm. I'm glad you enjoyed it, sweetie. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Hooray. Uh, you may have my foot. Thank you. As a reward. Thank you for your foot. Oh, God, a stretch out. It feels so good. <laughs> so, yes, that was our last weekend. We can't even believe Woo. that it's already the end of the work week after that. Can't believe it. I can. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, two weeks' time is... Um, Two weeks' time, we'll go to Glasgow for the Star Wars New Hope concert. Glasgow. Yeah, we'll have to do an episode on that. Obviously, we'll do an episode on that. Naturally. And yeah. That's awesome. Anything else you've got to add, Alex? I'm hungry. Okay. Let's end off this episode then. (laughs) Alex. I'm always hungry. Have we got a random use of fact? Yeah. And the good news? No. No. There is no good news anymore. Oh, fair enough. Been replaced by terrible. Now oh. ah, we got both. Let's go. Yay! Okay. <laughs> what do you want? Ooh, good news. I want good news. I figured you would. It's shorter. Yeah, much shorter. Um, so this is your random useless fact. Use it in conversation. You know, icebreaker. Make yourself sound like a smarty pants. Or if you argue on the side of marijuana being legalized like we do, mm-hmm. you, can, you can bust out this one. So... Uh, apparently one of the reasons that marijuana is illegal today is because in the 1930s, like the the cotton industry 
lobbied against the hemp industry, which is obviously marijuana, mm-hmm. um, because they saw it as competition. So obviously cotton used in clothing and mm. blankets and all that kind of stuff. And people use hemp for that kind of yeah. stuff as well. So they want to be more organic and more environmentally friendly and blah, blah, blah. Uh, so the cotton lobby shut it down, basically. They lobbied Shit. to make it illegal. Wow. Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. That's American industry. That's true. <laughs> That's Monopoly for you. Pretty much. Wow. Hit me with some good news, Maggie. Yay! So... The good news is something that would give you to break up the horrible news that seems to be on news every day rather than anything positive. Um, And this good news is really cool, is that the Curiosity rover has found organic matter on Mars. What? Yeah, bitch. I mean, you know. Ancient organic matter Ancient organic matter as well. Mysterious methane. 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 No. Um... By the way, this is the Curiosity rover that sings to itself on its birthday. So sad. So sad. That's the saddest thing I've ever heard in my life. Oh, I recently found out that apparently one of the previous rovers, I think it might have been Pathfinder, um, they've given up on it ever coming back online. Oh, man. It went offline recently and apparently they tried everything they can to revive it, but they're going to have to probably abandon it. Yeah. Which makes me so sad. Like I know it shouldn't because it's a, it's a machine. But I'm just thinking of like the fact that they like have to talk about it as if it is like, uh, like an artificial intelligence of saying like you know they they tried to revive it but it's now dead, and they can't find it. So they're gonna have to give up on finding it. Makes me sad. Don't be sad, sweetie. Okay. Well, that was easy. So yeah, they found organic matter on Mars, which again, Ooh. always, like, I just find the fact that they can expand our knowledge is fascinating. Organic matter on Mars. Oh, actually, at work we were saying um, with some colleagues that really what will happen with, um, like, all the rovers on Mars is that when we go to Mars, eventually we'll build a museum on Mars. Well, yeah, pretty high, I imagine so. <laughs> There's like 20 rovers in there yeah. that just... Yeah. have medals of honor or some stupid mm-hmm. so yeah that was harry potter world yeah it was great that's was the conclusion fun. there you go and yeah so find us on facebook twitter and instagram don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review if you can um because what alex sharing is apparently related directly with caring so there's a correlation there yeah. that we should investigate. Yeah. If you want to support the channel in another way, Alex, what can they do? Give us money. Quite literally. Or, <laughs> to put it another way, you can head over to Kofi and buy us a cup of coffee. That'd be yeah. very nice of you. Um, if you have any opinions about us using PayPal instead of Kofi, not PayPal, Patreon, <laughs> Patreon instead of Kofi, then let us know and we'll think about making the old switcheroo mm-hmm. um we are currently doing a bit of a survey at the minute mm-hmm. so if you head over to our twitter and facebook pages you'll find them as pinned posts mm-hmm. um just about hosting a bit of a podcast summit uh, in the uk so if you want to check those out that'd be much obliged mm-hmm. um but yeah other than that that about wraps it up mm-hmm. i think that about wraps up for today sweet so, as always, thank you all very much for listening. We love you all. Mm-hmm. You are beautiful humans. Mm-hmm. Not as beautiful as us, but... Just about. You're okay. You know, you're not bad. Eh. Hang in there. <laughs> things 
Things might get better. <laughs> we might die one day. You never know. Yeah, exactly. It's okay. You can't always be the most perfect couple when we're around, you know? Yeah. There can be only one. Exactly. <laughs> so other than that horrendously depressing segue, thanks all for listening. <laughs> I've been Alex. I've been Maggie. And we're still geeks in marriage, I guess. Okay. Lifestyle and marriage to film and TV. It's Geeks and Marriage, hosted by your favorite geeks.